What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of CMA Podcast. How is everybody doing? Today, I am joined by music royalty. I am joined by Nadia Wah. How are you doing, Nadia? Good nice, man. How are you? It is a pleasure to talk to you again. It has been close to 17 years since I sat in front of you and had a conversation or perhaps a beer. Insane. Insane. Unbelievable. Too long. Um, too you long. haven't changed a bit. You look, I, you look bad. I, I got a little grayer on top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all the stress of life, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, look, you look fantastic. So <laughs> I used to work with you in the Woodford in Cork, south mm-hmm. of Ireland. We were mm-hmm. bar staff together and it was a, a wonderful time because life was easy. There was no responsibilities. There was no uh, curfews. There was no uh, bedtime. It was just a case of, all right, we're up. Let's go about our day and let's sit down and enjoy some beers in the evening. Yep. And work was fun. We had fun. That's the thing. That is the thing. Because when you're working in a bar in Ireland, you're expected to be drunk. It's true. Well. (laughs) Uh, I know. Um, But you just decided... One day I'm going to Europe. Well, that was my second sojourn, so to speak. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I it was Christmas 2005. Uh, life was getting me down. I was living in Sydney and, and I wasn't, wasn't enjoying it very much. And I just Christmas morning, I was chatting. I was up with my family and I was like, you know what? I can go for my Irish working visa. Um, what was I, 27? I was like, I don't have much time left to get another visa, so I'm just going to do it. <laughs> um, age restrictions, you know. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I that was Christmas morning, 2005, and I arrived in sunny old Dublin on St. Patrick's Day, 2006. Wow. So three months it took me, and I was there. I uh, hated Dublin. <laughs> Most so. people do. Uh, and went down to Cork and yeah, my first week in Cork was basically, uh, I think I arrived, I, had, I went out to the Brogue on my very first night, good old arm Brogue. Oh yeah. And uh, I think the next day I went to the Woodford and I applied for a job and the next day I found an apartment and then I think by the end of that week, I started my first shift at the Woodford after moving into my apartment. So it all happened within literally seven days and I was wow. there meeting you. There you go, man. And the Woodford's a fun place to work as well. If ever anyone from Cork was listening, uh, back in the day, Woodford was less, um, I mean, it was formal during the day. Like during the day, it was like lunches and stuff. And in the mm. afternoon, it was pretty quiet but then in the evening you know you had your house music you had people coming in cocktails it was a cocktail bar there and stuff um but yeah it was a fun place to work I thoroughly enjoyed working there and the thing about the time that I was there with you um I don't know if you recall but it was the world cup was happening that summer in Germany was it somewhere like that yeah I don't know was happening and yeah. so they decided to install some large screens <laughs> in the pub and so during the day we suddenly just I mean you didn't work many day shifts I was working a lot of waiting shifts during the day and then the occasional bar shift by the end but man those daytime shifts we were just getting slammed yeah I made quite a hefty amount of tips which actually then got me traveling around Europe for the next few months just there just from that two-month period over the world cup it was awesome yeah that's sick i mean you talk about that you're like do you remember it here's the thing when i was just doing my little prep work for this podcast i remember things so clearly specific nights jokes we had when we were working behind the bar getting drunk blah 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 that was 15 16 17 years ago i'm like jesus christ where's the time gone it's just crazy oh man yeah man we we did have so much fun in that bar like we were just ridiculous yeah Crazy stuff. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. It was it was the, one of the most fun places I had working because other places management would be down your neck. Mm. Um, you know, like 
some places wouldn't allow staff to drink during their shifts and that's fine because people would be abusing it um other places where i worked it would have been uh, security so obviously no like no drinks when i'm working yeah. um, but just those days in the woodford especially the woodford it was just a lot of fun you know and, it was uh, and the, the 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 shifts would go so quickly because you'd be so busy yeah you'd be busy and you'd be having him although i don't know if you remember you might you probably do there was a heat wave <laughs> that summer and um and what was the sunset in Cork? Like about 10 o'clock at night Yeah, and from memory around that time. And by 9 p.m., all the locals were so uh, smashed from being out in the sun all day and the, and the heat. I think it reached like 35 degrees or something ridiculous one day. But we had this real dead period because everyone was just out. smashed. Like they were just like, oh, can't, can't go out. I'm going to go to bed. I've got sunstroke. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to shit on the Irish too much. I love the Ireland, the Irish. It's it's where I'm from, but relative to the world and where what people experience on nights out and and especially drinking in the heat, if it's not raining, they're inside and they're nice and comfortable. But the second yeah. it gets it gets warm, it's just like oh my god! And then the story of sunburn yeah. and heat stroke comes in. It's crazy. and they were just dropping like flies, like. <laughs> We, we, I remember we had to close. There were a couple of nights we closed at like before midnight and we're all just sent home because there was nobody in the pub. Wow. No, I don't yeah, remember that like, specifically. Yeah. I just remember like going, being sent home early a few nights because it was just everyone, no one was coming in because everyone passed out or whatever. Like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and I mean, those days again, like no, uh, no, like, like smartphones no social media so no when when you're working behind the bar like nowadays everybody's on their goddamn phone and back then it was just everyone was interacting and happy and fun and like drunk and loose and yeah i i go out now and i see how people are in the bars and i'm just like back in the day i don't want to be that old guy to say you know ah, oh, back in my day you are that I, was, old guy. I am maybe i am now but that was a, just an incredibly fun time. Um, the reason the reason I have you on this podcast, and we're like we're a fight gym, like City Martial Arts is a fight gym. The podcast is CMA podcast mm-hmm. to help promote the gym. Um, but one of the main reasons why I would like you on this podcast is because you have an incredible story with what you're doing with music, and I'm a huge music fan. No shit, Dave. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so when I saw your post, however many, it was a, a year ago now, maybe more. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, a year ago. Yeah. Yep. That, that you're reviving a band that I didn't know existed in the first place. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm interested. I'm watching what's going on here. First of all, is the music good? Yes, it is. Um, so you were in a band called Hedy's Revenge. Yep back in the day um, and now you're back, back. so my first time living in europe um was 98 and when i got back i'd been doing a lot of open mics um in edinburgh where i was living and then i got back to newcastle my hometown and i hooked up with my old drummer i'd been in a band through high school and just out, out of high school an old girl rock band named twin psych um and yeah and then I left that band, I went overseas, and when I came back, um, there was a bit of a share house situation happening and my old drummer was living with my old high school boyfriend, not as a couple, but they were, they were living in a big share house and I was hanging out with them a lot and I'd written some songs overseas and we started jamming because Lib had her drum kit set up in her bedroom and so she's like, let's play some of these songs that you've written. And um, so we started jamming and then Rob, my, my ex, was bass player. So he, like the three of us were jamming and we got another friend named MJ um, to play guitar. And then we knew of another guy named Steve and we called him up. And so the five of us joined up and there was a band comp uh, happening, I don't know, a few weeks away from this particular point. So we decided to enter the band comp. We'd written five songs and um, yeah, and we entered and we ended up coming third I think the second Jesus I can't remember now 
surprisingly, uh, not surprisingly, my husband's band came first. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we we did really well, and we we sort of stuck it out, and we that was 1999, and we we played a heap of gigs, and we sort of saved up money, and we recorded an EP, and um, and yeah, and then in 2001, our drummer Liv got really sick. And we sort of stopped for quite some time while she got better. And then by the time we rejoined, I think, you know, we'd had a few people had left and we got some new people in and it was just sort of getting messy and we just called it quits. And that was 2001. So cut to 2020 and um, Steve and Liv and I start chatting on just on Messenger, just, you know, sending messages to each other and whatever. And we jokingly say something about a reunion. And then we're like, we could do this. This could happen. And then COVID hit. So we didn't. <laughs> um, so then cut to 2021, COVID's kind of died down. And we're like, can we get together and have a jam? You know, we're going through all our own old recordings and demos and stuff. So we got together and we, got, we managed, we couldn't get a bass player. And um, it turns out that MJ, our original guitarist, was actually a bass player before he played guitar for us. So he jumped in on bass and um, and then our, our lead guitarist couldn't do it because he had work commitments. So we found this other guitarist that Steve knew and boom, it all just happened. And um, we started jamming, we started tweaking the old songs and then the next thing you know, we're recording and yeah, just all kind of snowballed. It was great. Amazing. So there's no, no initial plan, just it all kind of happened organically, chit-chat. Yeah, and then... it, was all, it was almost a joke, like, you know. We're all got kids and we're, well, not all of us, but you know, we're kind of, we're in our forties nowadays. Like, come on. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, it just happened. It's great. I love it. What a story. It's really cool because, you know, when, when things are forced, like, mm. you know, Hey, uh, contacting email shots to all of the former members, this is the plan. Then it becomes like a job or, 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 or a commitment that you don't really truly want to do. But if it's organic and if it's chit chat and it's like, let's see what happens. Let's just meet up, have a coffee or whatever and talk about, hey, let's just have a little bit of fun. Yeah, then well, we did everything by messenger and then it was literally all of a sudden we were in a in a practice studio and wow. drinking beers and, and going, do you guys remember this song? And let's let's play this one. Let's just. You know, and the next thing we know, we're kind of like, oh, yeah, we're doing all right. We can, we've got them all down. Let's write some more. So we started writing more songs and. Yeah. yeah. That is, that is so cool. And, and, and let me tell whoever's listening, go check out the links in the description. I'm going to put the two videos that I saw this morning, just in prep. Uh, I saw them obviously when they came out, cause I'm a fan. Um, <laughs> but the two videos that you recorded are pretty cool. I just have this screenshotted on my phone. Um, okay. I'll probably edit this in as well. You, you like back in the day when, you know, you saw the parental advisory sticker on, yeah. on the CDs, you knew it was going to be a good fucking CD because, you know, <laughs> if there was swearing or a topic that they didn't want pushed to kids or whatever, the, like the authorities come in and they just go, your parents need to be with you when you're no fuck off. It's heavy metal. Shut up. Yeah. Um, when I saw your video for the first time, I screenshotted it last night. Warning. This video may potentially trigger seizures for people with photosensitive epilepsy. Viewer discretion is advised. When I saw that at the beginning, this video is going to be fucking awesome. We know how to party. Oh so, man. Yeah. Killer. <laughs> so that, that's the video for um, who's sleeping. Yeah. Um, really killer video was that a song from back in the day or was that it something was. that it was that was actually the first song we all kind of wrote together I remember we were down in um, MJ's basement we I had a couple of songs like I said that I'd written over in in Edinburgh um, and Steve had this riff and, and and he's like I've got a few words and and he started playing it and and he had the words who's sleeping and I have insomnia. I've had it since I was like six. And so I'm like, Oh, I'd love to write about insomnia. So I just started writing, you know, the verses and it just all, okay. I remember like it came together so quickly. Um, and then Steve was singing, sort of singing the bit that he'd written sort of over what I was singing. And 
it's sort of like become our style, I guess, a bit of that, um, you know, call and response stuff between Steve and I, um, that dual vocal thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it was very kind of, you know, it was like something that I was, you know, not passionate about, but something I knew about that, that was frustrating to me. So it was good to have that in an angry kind of rock song like Who's Sleeping. Um, and yeah, it's always sort of been one of one of our favorites. And so to be able to just record it, and and then yeah, we decided we wanted to make a bit of a fun video, make it like a, a bit like a an homage to sort of horror movies, like B grade horror, and maybe a bit of David Lynch thrown in. And Steve took all that on. He's the he's the master the master film crafter when it comes to our yeah. videos at the moment. But yeah. That's awesome. And it's such a cool video. I'll put some pictures up here while, I, while you're talking about it. And I'll, I'll post the link in the description. And the other one is, uh, it's called New Line. New Line. I thought it was, we could never be together because that's the most prominent lyric in the, in, the, uh, in the song. But was that also a song written back in the day? It was, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. um, it was one of the later songs that we'd written, but back in the day. Yeah. Um, it's more of a relationship kind of song, one of those, uh, you know, unrequited love almost sort of stories that um, the main, you know, protagonist is not picking up on the signals correctly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like working on a new line kind of thing. Um, so that's the song. Um, but, yeah, that was our first release this time around. And um, it was in recorded pretty much entirely during lockdown separately um well we we managed to get we managed to get the main recording down there was a bit of a break between our lockdowns and we all went over to our guitarist house and quickly laid down the the um you know the vocals the drums the guitars we just laid it all down in one day um and then lockdown hit and we were like well we had this art plan for a video that we just suddenly couldn't make. Um, so our other guitarist, Rob, he he kind of was doing all the the mixing and he did all the uh, the mastering for it. And then we were like, what are we gonna do about this video? So we had this idea of like all these, we've got all these photos and stuff and, and video footage from our final gig. Um, so we decided to make like a bit of a notice board kind of vibe. And, um, and then we all separately recorded ourselves <laughs> to plant these images into the, the different photographs and stuff on the notice board. And it just all came together. And yeah, we were all completely separate parts of the region even like, you know, our drummer Liv lives at least <coughs> half hour drive away from the main city. Um, I think Rob was moving house, which was tricky during lockdown, but yeah, we we're all over the place. So um, my part was, was recorded on my back veranda and, and dancing around my lounge room. I think I moved all the furniture out of the way and yeah. jumped around in the lounge room. So, yeah, that's pretty fun. It's, it was good. And that was our first release, um, you know, Reunited was New Life. It's killer. It well. Yeah, the, the videos from back in the day, the, the, your lip syncing, it all matches up. And I'm like, this is really cool because it's like nowadays production to back in the day video. And it, yeah. it like it parallels the the two lives of the band. It's it's really really killer. Love it. Steve worked tirelessly on that one. And originally, <laughs> we have a bit of an in joke. It was meant to be a just a simple lyric video. Um, and Steve just went nuts. And and so that's why the, there are the lyrics are in the video because that's originally it was just meant to be a simple one until we could make the proper video we had in mind. Um, mm -hmm. But then it just turned into this. Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so now we always go, oh, just a simple lyric video. Yeah, yeah, oh, we'll fix it up in post because it just turned into something way bigger than I think any of us had planned. Um, and it also yeah. became a little bit of, um, you know, like kind of like a, a lockdown anthem because the, the line will never be together. You know, that's what everyone was feeling at the time. No one could go and just hang out with their friends or, or see their family or, you know, there, were, yeah. I, there was even, you know, there was couples separation and there was all sorts of stuff going on. So it kind of came out at the right time and, and yeah. we had fun doing it. It's killer. And as you say, you're Frankenstein because like these simple ideas 
they grow legs, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, no, but we should do this. And then we just add that and we'll add this as well. And all of a sudden it's like two weeks later and you've got this anthem with this killer video. So yeah. it's just like the simplest ideas end up being like, like, look at, we will rock you from queen. It's just like yeah. a Tom and a snare with lyrics and a little guitar solo at the end. One of the best rock songs of, of all yeah. time. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely adore the video and I love how you've incorporated like the little sticky, uh, sticky notes. And I would imagine that's the old school, um, you know, when you write something on a napkin for like the lyrics and stuff, is that that's all? Yeah, it's scraps of paper. And yeah, um, I did graphic, I finished graphic design diploma during our first lockdown. Um, and my style was definitely very um, collage and Polaroid photos and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's just kind of, I mean, you can see it behind me. It's, it's very, very much part of my life to have stuff yeah. stuck everywhere and images and photos that I've collected. And yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. But, um, I don't know if you can see, that's an original Polaroid from back in the day. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit blurry, but. I got the, I got the screenshot. I put it up in the middle. Ah, cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just had some of that stuff lying around that we could just scan in and use. So that was pretty cool. That's killer. And like paralleling, is that a word? Paralleling? I talk for it a living. Now. It's, a, it's a word now. I just, Oxford. Um, but, <laughs> but bringing the two together, when you, when you I, like I'm looking at a 22, 23-year-old Nadia just singing and it's just like, oh, this is so cool. It's like when you see old videos of like Metallica back when they're 18 in Los Angeles, yeah. you know, I know that like, you know, now you guys are like hopefully post- this fucking lockdown you guys can get out there and show the world your music well yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um yeah we had, we were lined up we did a we did a little kind of gig in a record shop um at the end of november last year um there's a, a record shop um in one of the suburbs of newcastle called hiss and crackle sells a heap of like new and secondhand vinyl and he also puts on a lot of local bands in the shop um so we got to play a gig there which was technically our first gig in 20 years um and that was really fun and then we had like a proper gig in a venue booked um which was streamed which you you watched um which was the 2nd of december and that was like our first hey we're back and unfortunately because of covid we haven't played a gig since like all the gigs that we've had booked since have been cancelled for so many reasons, but mostly revolving around around COVID. It's like one band member gets it, we all can't, like, we're not going to play, you know, for United Front. <laughs> it's like, we're not going to play the gig, we can't play the gig, or then the venue's closed for whatever reason. And it's just, there's just yeah. been so many stop, you know, like, we, we have, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I want to get more into that because that is a huge topic for discussion now. But first, guys, what I want you to do is I want you to go to lolatong.com and use the promo code CMA at checkout for a 10% discount. Nadia, you've always known me to be a fashionable guy, right? Yes. (laughs) No, but I'm working on it. Um, (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Yes, it's like really cool to be in these kind of things. But you go to lolatang.com and they're going to set you up with some proper, cool, fashionable and comfortable items of clothing. They also have accessories and they're growing by the minute. They've got dad hats, jackets, hoodies, T-shirts, tracksuits, all with the cool Lola Tong branding. Look at my dad hat. There are girls walking down the street. They see me wearing this. I got to flash the wedding ring every single goddamn time. It sucks. Go to lolatong.com. Use the promo code. <laughs> use the promo code CMA for a 10% discount. Stop laughing at me. Guys, Nadia is in Australia, so it's too early here in Switzerland for a beer. But we are also sponsored by Lucerner Beer. Do me a favor, guys. Go to your local outlet or go directly to Lucerner Beer uh, Brewery on Burgenstrasse 16. Cheers to you, Nadia, in my Lucerner Beer glass. Um, Here's what I want you to do, guys. Go get yourself a Lucerner Beer. Take a picture of you drinking that beer or in somewhere cool in Switzerland with the beer in your hand. 
post it on your social media and hashtag CMA Lucerner Beer and be in with a chance for a free case of beer at the end of every month. At the end of every month, someone's going to get a free case of beer and it's going to be because of me. And you can thank me. So go get yourself a Lucerner beer. Yeah. All right, guys. And we are back. Nadia, thank you very much for waiting. That's good. Awesome. That's um, so let's touch on, I guess, essentially, as I said before, this is a, a, like a, a fight podcast. We talk about fights, upcoming fights, fitness, things like that. I asked you, did you know anything about fights in, in our messaging, setting this up? And you said, you know who Hulk Hogan is? Um, okay. Well, let me tell you something, brother. No. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I've watched, I've watched fights. Yeah, yeah, Australians. I'm not as big a fan as you are. You know, like, I have friends like you, but I, I no. Nah. I just watch them and go, oh, when, when their leg gets snapped in half after a minute and a half or whatever it was, Conor McGregor. <laughs> That's yeah, fantastic. I know Conor McGregor. No, nah, fuck that guy. That was, that was painful to watch, though. I loved it. I, I loved every second of it. So I knew I thought of you as soon as that happened. I was like, Oh, Dave will be loving this. Yeah. Well, it's not, it, it's not the way you handle a loss, right? We talk about Conor McGregor for a second. I didn't think I was going to talk about Conor McGregor right now, but let's do it. Um, this is life. Um, he's not handling the loss. Well, he's okay. denying the fact that the leg, broke. I haven't spoken to him since that fight. So I wouldn't, I don't know. All right. And how well, going. When you're talking to him, tell him yeah. I said, there you go. That's for you. <laughs> um, what happened in that fight, Nadia, is it wasn't a freak break of the leg where he can just go, well, he didn't beat me because my leg broke. And that's the way mm. it is. When you're fighting and someone's throwing a kick at you, you, you put up what's called a check. Mm. So you turn your leg out. And you hope to either check it with your knee, your, your, the outside of your shin or something. Um, you see in either the, the latter part of the first round, Connor threw a kick. Dustin checked the kick, looked at Connor and just went like pointed at his leg because he knew yeah. he checked the kick. So that caused yeah. the damage that inevitably went towards not helping the leg break. Mm, yes, so. I do recall that. I'm delighted you do, but I think, yeah. did you watch it live? Uh, yeah, we were at a pub down the road uh, with some wow. friends of ours. And uh, from memory, I think it wasn't long after our, one of our lockdowns had ended or something. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, we were all sitting around and I was like, okay, here comes the fight. And then it was just all over. <laughs> it was like, and it was on a massive screen too. So you couldn't, yeah. you could see everything. Yeah, watching watching. But I mean, I'm, I'm a big rug. I like rugby league, and you see some brutal stuff in rugby league as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, legs being bent back and all sorts of things. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was particularly like I remember thinking, oh yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave will have a few things to say about this. Damn um, straight. But watching yeah. fights in Australia is probably quite easy for you guys because if it's on in Vegas, it's uh, the main event is like six a.m. here, which is like I don't know five or six in the afternoon your time. Yeah, from memory, it was like a late, it was late afternoon. I know we were sitting at the pub, we'd had a few drinks. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we were watching yeah. it up on the big screen. So back in kids, the day, kids were coloring in. <laughs> <laughs> and back in the day, I would have watched fights like in, in Cork or whatever before family, before kids. Um, I would have watched, like, I would have had like a Red Bull or something at midnight and just stayed up and watched all the fights or gone out drinking come back at like three o'clock in the morning with food and watch like the main card um but nowadays life's a little busier yeah i wake up i make breakfast we sit down we watch the fights together you know <laughs> why not why not but um but yeah i i didn't know you watched the conor mcgregor fight i didn't know you watch fights in general and now i'm an even bigger fan I wouldn't say I watch fights in general, but I do have watched the occasional fight. And yeah, yeah. well, I'm going to quiz yeah. you on the next fight when I message you again. There's a fight this weekend. I need you to be up to speed, and we're going to do a breakdown <laughs> next week. To be fair, probably not going to watch it. Most likely. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we were talking before um about concerts and cancellations and 
the absolute debaucherous, horrific two years that we've had in relation to just going out, being normal, meeting people, just enjoying the the way life used to be. Mm. Um, and without getting too fucking depressed, yesterday I was walking into town here in Lucerne and the amount of people in traffic that were just angry and beeping. And a year ago, they were all home office living their lives. Mm. Um, are we back to normal? Is this it? I think there's a new normal. Um, I think, look, I, th I think, I don't know. I don't know what the, the Swiss government's doing, um, how they're handling it. Um, I know that our government has, it's had its highs and its lows as far as handling uh, COVID. Um, then you've got, you know, the state governments within the federal. Um, but, uh, you know, the arts, they're always going to suffer. And live music has suffered. And just when, you know, people think that it's kind of back to normal and then, yeah, like if, you, if a member of your band gets COVID and you can't play, you can't play. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, you know, like I look, you know, what are we in? April almost almost mid-April and we haven't played we've played one gig and it was December 2nd um we were, we've we've been booked for at least three or four since the you know like once everything started moving and, and we were like cool we've got a gig coming up another one yay and then it was just like one after the other and it's not just it's not just the gigs it's like band practice like we want to get together and have a good jam and we're writing new songs and and like we've had to cancel so many practices over the last I think our last practice was February and we've had so many booked and now like I'm in ISO again um last week our guitarist was and it's kind of like well we can't we may have to cancel another band practice and we have got actually a really big gig coming up in mid-May and that's going to be here before we know it and it's like well we need to we need to get together we need to work out a set list we need to practice and then hopefully we can then play the gig. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it is. It, it is very frustrating. I try and avoid it on this topic, on, on this podcast, the topic of COVID lockdowns, government mm. intervention, things like that. Um, but when we're talking specifics, you, we have to talk about it. Um, my release of life, aside from the gym and boxing and fighting and stuff, my release of life is I don't go, I don't have time. I don't go to clubs, pubs, restaurants, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it hasn't affected me that much, but for concerts, yeah, I like I like to get together with my friends, have a lash of yeah. beers, and go see the bands that have been in my ears since I was a teenager. Um, every concert for the last two years has dropped off the face of the planet. It is yeah. very very frustrating. And um, and you know, like you got to think of the children, Dave. Like, what kind of a world are they going to grow up in? Right. No mosh pits. Yeah. Like, how how are they going to know the joy? Of yeah. slamming up against a complete stranger and 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 just clinging onto their shoulders for your dear life yeah. in the hope that you will not stumble and you will not be crushed. Yeah, they won't know that. And what kind of life skills are they going to learn if they don't know how to handle themselves in a proper wash pit? One hundred percent. And and you're not being funny when you say that. That that is where you learn, like mosh pits, dangerous places. You know, mm -hmm. but the people mm -hmm. around you, like-minded people, keep your head up. You, you go down, guarantee there's going to be four hands pulling you back up at a, at a heavy metal concert. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, I've had so many concerts drop off. Um, I won't name them because it just frustrates me. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like now I have one concert that I've got a ticket for. It's Meshuggah. They're like a really heavy, heavy, mm. heavy, heavy band. Yeah. Um, and I'm seeing bands all over the world right now with their, their uh, press releases due to unfortunate circumstances yeah. and it's just like like you see it one member of the the crew gets covid the whole thing shuts down uh due to non-covid related matters so people are just probably out of their goddamn minds not used to the road for two years and they can't yeah. handle the pressure of it now so this is what they were talking about prior to lockdowns uh if people are going to be forced to do this type of behavior the ramifications after mentally are probably catastrophic. And that's what mm. we're seeing right now. But we're conspiracy theorists for talking like that, right? Um, but for you guys, like, I guess there's a lot that you could achieve 
over the phone, over Zoom calls, things like that, like the nitty gritties, like you talk about the set list. But you yeah. guys physically need to be in a room together, alone with no cameras, just getting the vibe back. And that first, that next practice is probably going to be precious. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, it's been, we've had, we had, we had a little jam. Yeah, I think it was the end of February, beginning of March. I can't remember. Um, and we were just going on some new songs because our drummer actually had a gardening accident and um, she had to get stitches across all of her fingers. So we had to, she, she, we all jammed, but she was just basically keeping time while we worked on some new stuff, which was great. But now that we're getting close to this bigger gig, we need a proper, you know, rehearsal kind of thing. We need to just get, work out, yeah, the set list and all that sort of stuff um, just to kind of, Skip, yeah, like you said, get the vibe back, get the mood back. Yeah, it's um, so important because we, yeah. like we can shadow box here when we're fighting. We can just do all the work at home. But yeah. until you're standing in front of your training partner and he's ready to punch you, like that feeling of being together next to each other is precious, priceless, yeah. if you will. Yeah, just waiting for the punch. Yeah, man. But what happens now with the, like, is another sketch, is another uh, practice scheduled? for you guys and yeah whether or not i'll be able to make it it's for monday but i mean we've, we've still got a few weeks we've got a few weeks right um, okay. and in the meantime like we have been uh productive as usual like we've got another song coming out um we finished off the video or steve's tweaking all the, the editing for that video um so that's due out on the 6th of may so that's going to come out on streaming services and youtube and everything regardless um uh, yeah, so, so when, we, we just kind of don't stop. Like we keep going and we, we did manage to sneak in a few, like record a few extra songs. Um, so, yeah, we're looking at maybe putting together a bit of a, maybe an EP or something just to have a physical release. And then the goal is, you know, maybe towards either the end of the year or the beginning of next year, like to have a full album done. So there's things we can do when we're not together. Um but, you know, nothing beats being on stage and jumping around and, and just I want to I want to get used to that again. I want to I want to feel that on the regular, you know, and it's, it's yeah. just not not been a good time for that sort of thing, unfortunately. Exactly. I mean, for everything to do with being around people and, and being in enclosed spaces, it's just like, let us live our fucking lives. Jesus, let's get out there for God's exactly. sake. I just that that four high hats when you hear those four high hats on stage and you just wait for this wall of music to come at you it's like oh fucking song yeah yep. you know i i'm going to a concert next month i am going 100 to cry when i'm at the show i, I bet i'm I going bet. to record the crying and i will release mm -hmm. it on only fans <sighs> well ads went to a concert my husband um <clears throat> a week and a half ago Oh, uh, yeah. And everyone got COVID. So that's why we're in Arthur. <laughs> well, there you go. But I would imagine. Uh, but it was worth knows... it. He had a lot of fun, you know. Mm. It was it was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, back in the day, let's talk about concerts back in the day real quick. Um, we so were lucky. We were very lucky. We were very lucky. I mean, I'll tell you how lucky we are. So when we were working in the Woodford, one of the... Um, uh, guys who ran the catering companies for these uh, events came in and said, hey, we need like two or three staff to run the bar down at the Live at the Marquee. Fucking straight up with the hand, you know? Well, I was in, I was in Spain. I'd gone down for a little holiday and you messaged me or something. I don't even know how. Right. We did it, but you're like, I've put your name down. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. What is it? And you're like, oh, we're just pulling beers at a, at a tent. <laughs> this band's playing you're like I, I missed roger waters but i was yeah. there in time for jesus i can't remember what the first one i saw was i think it was um it would have been um roxy roxy music roxy music yes brilliant now i had no idea i don't pay attention to like the big um the, the i wasn't a huge concert gore like i was still all about music but i was all about doing my work and just hanging out with my friends going to concerts was not a priority until I fell in love with going to concerts. And now it's all I can fucking think about. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the concerts that we saw down there, when we were pulling pints, you, did you smoke? 
I think you smoked <laughs> Marlboros. No. No. Did we did we buy a packet of cigarettes just so we so. could have a smoking break and did go we? into the concert? Yes, I think that's what we did. That you, that could. Oh, they gave us breaks though, and we'd we'd pull a pint and off we go. Yes, but we had to have extended smoke breaks because I didn't smoke mm. Yeah, when so, we, that does sound kind of familiar, actually, getting some cigarettes. Fucking 16 years later. Um, Robert Plant Ooh. was playing. Robert Plant from the one and only Led Zeppelin. And we were like kids that week. I remember we were so excited. I couldn't believe that I was going to see Robert Plant for free. I remember what? practically skipping our way through the entrance towards the marquee that night like we were like like yeah. dorothy in fucking wizard of oz like we were just like and i'd had um black dog in my head all oh, week like yeah. oh my god i was just like he won't play it but oh my god that's i just and yeah i, I mean i don't know if you remember but he had a rule he didn't want any he didn't he wanted the bar closed yeah for the first 15 minutes of his set yeah he doesn't and want people coming in and out Mm. so we had to go in and watch it it, it had to be done unfortunately for us we had to go and watch the lead and i remember like up. we were probably at about the 10 minute mark and he'd really just been playing one song that just went yeah. on and on and on for ages yeah and um i don't think i was with you i think there was this, like another guy that was really he's like come on we better get back to the bar they're gonna open and we made it all the way to the door like we, we'd been right up the front in the stage I remember you and I standing when he walked out on stage and we were just like, ah. yeah, <laughs> we were totally fangirling. But yeah. then I remember like leaving and just to get to the door, that song ended and I'm like, oh, wait, I just want to see. And sure enough, I'm just like, hey, hey, moms. And I just bolted. Like I just ran down the front again. I was like, I don't care if I lose my job. I am standing front row, front and center for this song. And it was yeah. just killer. It was yeah. Awesome. You cried. I saw you cry. Oh, I cried. Yeah. That was awesome. Happy <laughs> so that was the 2006 tour. And then the, the reason that tour was, uh, he doesn't normally do Zeppelin songs. So he did Zeppelin songs to rehearse for the 2007 uh, reunion at the O2 yeah. in London. Um, I was living in Edinburgh when that happened. Really? So I yeah. moved from to Edinburgh. And yeah. yeah, I remember it was happening. Amazing. And then the, that, that same week, we got to see Kanye West. <laughs> You say that like it was a like a good thing. A moment silence for our stupidity on going to a Kanye West concert. No, 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 no. We got paid to be there. There we was did. some idiots that actually paid seventy euros to be there. We yeah. got paid more than that to be there. So you know, phew. amazing. I love it. Look at the bright side. But yeah, so um, here's what you don't know. I um, we got the the blue T-shirt. And the sticker for staff. Mm. At the end of that week, I took the sticker off my T-shirt before washing the T-shirt. And I was in a band where I was taking care of the flyers and the laminates and, and everything. Red King, mm. for anyone who doesn't know. So I went and got the sticker laminated and just put it under my bed or put it in a drawer. For three years, live at the marquee, that fucking laminate worked a charm every time walking in i saw christy moore i saw uh, roger waters i saw simon not simon and garfunkel art garfunkel bob dylan uh, morris Mar van morrison yep uh who else did but wouldn't I see? you just see him down the street in ireland like kind of but it was deal. prestigious live at the marquee you know um mm. Uh, I think Dylan Moran was the Irish comedian. Um, that Who was went... the comedian we saw? The guy that did jump around in, in uh, Gaelic. What was his name? Blonde dude. Ed Byrne? Got into... Pardon? Ed Byrne? Nah. Bl young blonde guy. And he, he, he did, he did um, jump around, you know, by oh. House of Pain. Don't but he remember. sang it in Gaelic. Oh, Des Bishop. Des Bishop. Yeah, that's who, that was who the comedian was that year that we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working. Classic. <laughs> um, but, but then fast forward to when I moved to Switzerland, because all of the, the bands that would go and do a European tour, a lot of them, they don't go to Ireland because it's too expensive to travel across to this one island. 
Um, mm-hmm. So you might get one going to Dublin and then they go back to Europe, the continent. Um, Switzerland borders with like uh, France, Germany, uh, Italy. Austria, Italy, all that. Like, so they all pop by um, Switzerland and they charge through, through the nose here too. So it's more expensive. Um, so I'm spoiled for choice. So when I moved here in 2012, I saw all these bands coming to Switzerland like oh, I... an, an hour down the road for me. So I just started going to concerts. I go to two concerts a month. I was seeing it all on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I tend to ramble when it comes to concerts. I've just become an addict. You're just then, photo, photo, photo. Look at where I am now. Here's my beer. Look at my face, you know. <laughs> but um, but what like before the big C word, would you have gone to like many concerts? Would, would it have been a passion of yours? Oh, yeah. I've just, ever since I was young, like I love live concerts. Like I've seen, I've seen people you wouldn't even believe I've seen. Really? <laughs> I saw MC Hammer. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like festivals. Like I was going, there's a festival in Australia called the Big Day Out. I would, I would go to the Big Day Out every year and like, you know, see everyone from like, you know, the Prodigy, Porno for Pyros, um, oh God, who else? Like PJ Harvey a few times. Um, I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers when I was about 16 or 17. Um, I think because we are also an island and we are quite isolated, but we're a big island. So you come down to Australia and you've got many places to go and play. So it's probably more worth it for bands to come. I mean, even just the Foo Fighters were here last month. Oh, wow. R.I.P. Taylor Hawkins, man. Yeah. I I got upset watching the news on that one. That's why it was such a shock because I'd literally been here like about two weeks before he died and it was just like, what? That can't be real. That's not real. Yeah. But yeah, no, live live concerts, that's that's my life. Like, I, I love it. And, yeah. and, you know, there's a lot of fantastic local talent. You know, there's bands that I was seeing in the 90s in Australia that are, you know, still, you know, chugging around the country. So like, yeah, let's go see them again because it's always an awesome concert and, you know, you always have fun smashing around to the songs that you grew up with and, yeah, yeah live music all the way that's why it's, it is hard it is it's an experience because like all of my closest friends are the guys that i go to concerts with and they're scattered all over switzerland here mm. and and you know like not being able to see them and just text messages text messages are, are they get boring after a while i just want to go put my arm around you cheers let's go fucking yeah. mosh um but as i said we, we going- did a virtual concert together though dave we did, and you were fucking phenomenal. You guys, were, you guys were so good, and it was just like I'm watching this this band on stage from my couch at nine in the morning. Yeah, all I want to do is have a beer, and I can't because oh, I'm no. a responsible adult. That was the Hedy's Revenge gig. Yes, no, I'm talking about you and me went to a concert together. Well, you were there. I was oh, partially God. there. I was there in in the ether. Because you rang me at yes. four in the morning in Australia and you were at our mate, Robert Plant. Robert Plant. <laughs> That's been woken up by a phone call at 5 a.m. And I'm like, and you're like, Nads, I'm at Robert Plant. I'm like, oh, hang on. And I went out into the kitchen and I, I rang you back and you just like held the phone up and, yeah. and you kept was... turning around going, yeah, he's playing this song. Yeah. <laughs> it was so I'm early a... in the morning. I might have been incredibly intoxicated at that show. Um, Funny story about that phone call. Um, So that was in Germany. That was over the border by Basel, right? And my phone was hooking up to 4G or 5G or whatever it was. Um, So I was in my hotel room before the show, couldn't get the Wi-Fi to connect, connected laptop to phone and just watched the movie a couple of hours before the show. I go to the show. I guess I call you. I'm on the phone for like five, 10 minutes. I go back to my hotel room. I watch another movie and I pass out. I get Mm -hmm. up and I go home. The next month, I got a fucking phone bill, internet included, for 830 bucks. Because it was hooking up to the German system and I didn't have roaming roaming organized. You, You know what that is? Ah. That's karma. That's karma getting you back for all those free concerts you got at the marquee. 
There you go. You just hit the nail on the head. The rock lords have got me back. God damn it. Yep. That was a good show, though. Low Rock, it was place just well, over Basel. From what I saw, I was so close. I got a bit excited and the phone kind of got all fuzzy. And yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I'm I going blame, back to bed. I blame my friend Jack Daniels for that. <laughs> but um, before I let you go, Nadia, I want you to get out your socials or whoever's listening. Where should they go to see you guys? Um, give us everything. Well, um, you can find us on um, Facebook at Hetty's Revenge, um, Instagram at Hetty's Revenge. <laughs> um, I think now she's going to kill me, but we've got a TikTok account and I have no idea. I'm not a TikToker, but I know that we've just started a TikTok account. So I'm guessing it's just under Hetty's Revenge. Okay. Um, I'm not being a very good spokesperson here. No problem. Um, Get that information, send it to me, and I'll put it under here. Yeah, so it'll all be there. It'll um, You can find us. And we've also got a website, which is just headiesrevenge.com.au. So everything's on the website. Awesome. And any final words to your fans, anyone listening to our voices today? What have you got to say? Give us words of wisdom from Nadia. Look, just, you know, if you get the chance, just get out there and support live music. Support your local artists support you know any band that can make it into your country at the moment like just just enjoy it you know find what you love and get out there and get amongst it and you know obviously stay safe try not to try not to get COVID in the process but you know the music industry needs it we need it and um and local bands particularly that you know we just need we need your support we need we need people to come and see us even if it is virtually just you know, check us out, send us a like, send us a comment, you know, love to have a chat. But yeah, go. live music, support it. Rocking. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, please give it up and hit the like button, hit a comment and tell Nadia how cool you think she is. Uh, Nadia, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I love the chat, reliving the old days. Um, it was an absolute pleasure. It's been great catching up, Dave. Rocking. Miss you. Miss you. Hi. Love you. Give me a, a metal sign for the uh, the screenshot. There you go. And we go out. Awesome. Rock and roll, guys. Yes.